We've all heard it before. It's who you know. Welcome to Social Capital, a weekly podcast that dives into social relationships and why the investment you put into them is so important. Your host, Lori Hybe, will connect with industry-leading professionals and dive into their networking experiences and expert advice. Hey, everybody. Lori Hybe here. Welcome to the Social Capital Podcast. Our show notes are found at socialcapitalpodcast.com. If you'd like to get more involved in the conversation, make sure you check out our Facebook group, Social Capital Network, a community of trust, reciprocity, and relationships. But all honesty, LinkedIn is the channel that you're going to find me most active on. Make sure when you do connect, you send a note referencing Social Capital. This show is sponsored by Keystone Click, a strategic digital marketing agency hosting bi-weekly educational webinars. Make sure to check out more of those webinars at keystoneclick.com forward slash webinars. Today's guest is Claire Bond. She is a personal brand strategist and the CEO and co-founder of Claire Bond Group. She has been helping high-achieving entrepreneurs, investors, founders, and executives create their best personal brand for over 10 years. As an entrepreneur and influencer with over 70,000 followers on social media, she has learned the importance of creating and maintaining your personal brand. She helps entrepreneurs leverage their personal brand to develop the authority, influence, and trust they need to exceed their business goals. Claire, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Lori. I'm happy to be here. I'm excited for you to be here as well because personal branding is a topic I very much enjoy talking about. Cool. So me too. <laughs> let's dive in. Can you just share yeah. what it is? What is personal branding and why it matters to you so much? Um, basically, there are so many um, <clears throat> different nuances of personal branding, but really your basic personal brand is essentially what people think about you. Um, and when they do a Google search on you or they meet you um, for the first time in person, it's literally someone's initial reaction to you um, and how they feel about you, whether they want to work with you and that sort of thing. So that's your basic baseline personal brand. Right. I love it. So how can entrepreneurs and um, SMBs boost revenue by showcasing their subject expertise and leveraging their authority? The, the kind of, I, I always look at personal branding from an aspect, like when we get a client and we sign on with a client, um, we take a strategic approach to personal branding. And we, we look at um, social media as well as Google SEO and blogs and SEO and videos. Um, and giving that, given that SEO and, and all that sort of stuff, because Google and YouTube are search engines, you can find out what people are actively looking for, the type of questions that people are actively asking and want to know answers for. Um, and they want to find experts to help them find a solution to the problem that they're currently having. So so ultimately, one of the best possible ways that someone can build that know, like, and trust with an ideal client, um, ideal partner, whatever it is, um, is to create content, whether it's a long form blog or a video or both, um, that specifically answers 
a question that somebody's looking for. So ideally you want someone to do a Google search on a certain subject and they find something that you created and they're like, wow, I really like this person. I cannot say, tell you how many times people find me that exact way because they search a topic that I'm an expert in and they find a piece of content that I created or a video that I created. And they're like, oh, wow, Claire really knows her stuff. So that's ultimately how you really build that ROI. You get um, customers that are committed and trust you and value your input. Um, and the goal is to, you know, do eventually hopefully work with them, but that has to be, the trust has to be one. It's not something that everyone gives for free. Sure. Um, so it, it's the, per, it, you're putting a lot of emphasis on the personal brand, but for the small right. and medium-sized businesses, is it important to have that the individual or the, the owner of the organization versus building up the brand of the, the company itself? Um, I guess, where would you put the weight on the significance? People connect with people. Human beings are the most important people, you know, important um, element of that. They want a connection, um, especially when you have, um, you know, certain younger demographics, uh, you know, millennials and, and younger. Um, they want to know your, you know, your values, what you stand for, um, your, your business stands for and things like that. And that is done through people. Uh, if you think of some of the very, you know, very well-known multi-billion dollar you know, industries, you know, just like looking at Tesla and looking at Apple and things like that, those CEOs branded themselves. And, um, you know, they are the ones that are bringing in, you know, if you think of Elon Musk, a lot of people, um, Tesla's cool, but Elon Musk is cooler. If you think about it, right. He has more followers on social media than Tesla does because no one's like, it's like, ah, Tesla, whatever, you know, they kind of say, this is the cool stuff we're doing. But if Elon says it, it has so much more weight. So if you just think about these real world examples, you see exactly why it's more important that the person be branded and then they talk about their business because the people are gonna have that trust, no like and trust factor, not a business. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That, that definitely makes sense. Um, and you know, one of the things that, that I do think about with that is, you know, what is the end goal of that business owner? If they're trying to build mm -hmm. a brand and a business to eventually get acquired or sell it, right. You know, then, then the brand of the company is probably going to have a little bit more significance, but you use the personal brand to build up the business brand. Well, I mean, position we, we have, um, one of the biggest kind of areas where we, we have, um, clients is in the, you know, venture capital, angel investing, um, private equity space. So I, we know a lot about, um, you know, startups and, um, investment Basically, every investor will tell you they don't fund the startup, they fund the founder. Okay. They have to agree, they have to trust that the founder has the vision to take the business to, to the next level, to make that business a unicorn um, to, so that they can have a great exit. They don't trust this business. Um, you know, they trust the human. Um, so a, a great story told by a founder or you're talking about, you know, SMBs and, you know, smaller entrepreneurs, those are the things that are going to make people want to work with you. Not 
having this perfect brand for a business. It's literally the storytelling and the why um, a business owner has their business, what their reasoning behind helping other people and their goals and their mission, that kind of thing. Those are the things that are going to want make people want to work with you uh, in addition to sharing the expertise and things like that. So the, it's that human connection that ultimately really solidifies um, you know, the, the kind of the, the relationship. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that was a good, good positioning for that. Um, one final question around the personal branding for you. So why does yeah. ignoring it um, negatively affect your ROI? Well, I mean, if you really think about kind of everything that I've really talked about, right? So if someone does a Google search um, on you specifically, they're like, okay, who's this person? Um, should I work with them? And there's nothing there. They're definitely not going to want to work with you. Mm -hmm. Because you should have some information. So you should be able to, if you, especially if you are an expert, which most people that have their own businesses are an expert in something, right? Mm -hmm. So you, you, you kind of wonder why, why is there, why can't I find content about you? What's wrong with you? So, and then the next part of that is what if I do find content about you and it's bad? Um, so this, this is how it can negatively affect you either not finding any information. So people don't believe that you are actually an ex the expert that you say you are. Um, or, or the second thing is that they basically, they do find information about you and it's not great information, uh, whether it's negative information or you really did not do a good job of creating content that was very helpful and it negatively impacted um, what people think about you. So you really kind of think of like using your personal brand for an ROI, you want to put effort into really engaging and, and answering questions and things that people are actively searching for. Um, it's not one of those things where you can just kind of like punt and it'll work. You know, you actually really have to put in effort um, and, answer people's questions. So that's the, that's the return is you can help people, but it also helps build your business too, but it's a yeah. long-term game. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, that, that I agree with that hundred percent. It is a long-term game. It's not yeah. something that you just kind of say, okay, I'm going to do this today. And then magically yeah. you're showing up everywhere in a great space. Exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, if, if you think about the leaders in any industry, right, you know, they're not going to want, they're not going to want to give up their position so easily. So they worked really hard to get there, to get that leader status, to always get the speaking engagements, press opportunities, um, business, right? So if you're kind of trying to, to dethrone somebody, yeah, they're not going to give it up too easily. So you're going to have to work at it. Sure. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. That definitely makes sense. Um, well, this is a great time to pause for a quick message from our sponsor. Social Capital is sponsored by Keystone Click. Located in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Keystone Click is a strategic digital marketing agency focused on helping their clients generate and nurture opportunities online. For Social Capital listeners, they've created an awesome Guide to Profits booklet featuring 42 tips on how to build brand awareness, generate leads, and nurture those opportunities online. Visit keystoneclick.com backslash profits to download your own guide today. Claire, one of the reasons I love adding the, having the topic of personal branding on this show specifically is because um, it's all about relationships. You know, my show mm -hmm. Social Capital is about networking and your brand is a critical component in building these relationships. Um, exactly. And 
ultimately, I think a number of people think of networking as a very scary word. So I'm hoping that you can help alleviate some of that fear by sharing with our listeners one of your favorite networking experiences that you've had. Uh, I mean, I admit that sometimes networking is, it, it is, it is scary, actually <laughs> did a blog talking, kind of um, giving some tips on, on how to make it not so scary. But I think ultimately, um, you know, one of the biggest things is if there, if there's a, a group that you are being very strategic with your networking, I would kind of go onto LinkedIn, find who you want to really connect with and have a, a way to connect with them. Hey, you know what? I read your article on this. I saw your press interview on this. And I really just wanted to come over and say, hi, hi, my name is, and have your, have your, like, you know, your brand statement really quick, right? Your little kind of like blurb about me. Um, you know, I am this person and this is what I do. And, but I think that's one of the biggest things in making networking easier, especially if there's really people that you want to connect with is, do your homework first. Um, that's actually one thing that a friend of mine taught me. Um, and it was, just, it's a, such a valuable thing. If you know, there are people that you really want to connect with, you know, strategic relationships that you want, go and do a little bit of homework, not like, you know, creepy homework, right? You're like, I stalked you on Facebook and I did all, yeah. But just like that you saw them in obviously very publicly widely available, um, stuff, whether it's, you read their book, you did, you, you listened to their podcast, what, whatever, everyone loves a compliment. I agree. I think that's a great yeah. tip to share, honestly, is to go in with some being strategic about who you want to talk to, but go in with some kind of speaking points yeah. ready to tackle. Right. Um, so Regardless of the size of the, your network, it's really important to stay connected with these individuals. So how do you stay in front of and best nurture the relationships that you have? Um, I mean, I think that, you know, connecting with them on social media, connecting with them on, on LinkedIn, which is obviously a very professional network. Um, I think you can always just nurture the relationship through whether it's like, you know, doing a inviting them on your podcast, inviting them onto a video podcast. If that's your medium, just like staying connected by essentially asking for their input on something. Um, everyone again, loves a compliment. And I think that that is a really key thing. You know, don't ask for favors, ask like, Hey, you know what you, this is your area of expertise. I would love to get your advice on this. Um, you know, <clears throat> connecting with people like that is really great. And I think if you do have a platform, uh, invite them to be on your platform. Um, that is a really great way to stay connected with people. And it's not, it's not, you know, it's, there, you know, there could be an end game strategy with it, but it doesn't feel and come off as salesy. Um, so I definitely don't think it's a good thing to hard sell um, people in the social sphere or when you are networking. I think it's 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 so much better when you just you really show up and committed to <clears throat> sharing your expertise and giving value. Um, the relationships that you create through that are so much stronger than immediately going, Hey, you know what? <laughs> I know I, I came up with that great story and now you like me. And then you go in for the kill <laughs> with like going in for the sale. So I think that would be, that's like one of the biggest things, stay connected, um, maybe ask for their advice. And if you have a platform, bring them onto that platform, but don't sell. I love that. And I'm definitely an advocate of the platform approach. Obviously, mm -hmm. as a, a podcast host, it's a really easy yeah. way to, 
to nurture that relationship and really be an advocate for that individual as well. Give them a sounding board and a platform for them to to kind of speak their opinions and and voice to the world. Exactly. Yeah. What advice would you offer that business professional who's really looking to grow their network? I mean, there's so many, um, you know, networking groups. Um, I would, for me, um, I've kind of, I've, I ask friends and I, you know, ask my group um, that I know for their advice. I think that find out from other people, other um, networking opportunities that they would suggest, whether it's in your area in person, which, um, you know, in some areas they are not as prevalent right now. Um, but you know, there's so many that are online as well that I have found. And I think those are just, you just ask your network. There's so many um, also Facebook groups and LinkedIn groups that you can join. You can find out about um, other networking opportunities in those groups as well. So there's just so many ways to do it, but I don't think it's a bad thing to ask. Just ask people because a lot of people, again, people want to give their advice. I, oh, they want to be helpful. <laughs> so just, just ask people, ask your network, put out a post saying, Hey, I'm, I'm interested in networking with people like this. Does anyone have any suggestions? So there's so many ways to do it, whether it's you asking your, your friend group or your, your colleagues that you work with. Um, but you can also just put it out there on social media. And, you know, a lot of times people w- will respond and they'll have great information. Yeah. I think that's a good challenge to actually throw out to all the listeners is, you know, leverage your, your main social platform, but LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, whatever it is, and, mm-hmm. and put an ask out to your community for the type of people that you want to be connecting with and see what happens. Yeah. It's, Love it's it. absolutely amazing. I mean, I belong to some Facebook groups and uh, that are, that are more on the professional side. And um, a lot of times I don't go and ask for, you know, questions. And, but when I do, I'm always so surprised, like, wow, I, totally. I never thought of that. And why did, why have I not done this sooner? Because these people gave me such amazing advice. Um, and a lot of people, they don't sit there and they don't, a lot of people don't think, Hey, you know what, this is really great advice. I don't want to give it to this person. <laughs> they just think, Oh, okay. Yeah. Here's what I think you should do. Like they want to give you the, the advice for free. That's what I find in my experience anyway. <laughs> it's a fun one, Claire. If you could go back to your 20 year old self, what would you tell yourself okay. to do more of less of, or differently with regards to your professional career? Um, I mean, you know, it, it, you, you talk about this a lot, but networking is so important. So I would say probably more networking, pushing myself um, to be uncomfortable rather than always staying safe, not, you know, not maybe doing that networking event because it's scary. So I think pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and doing more networking. I, I love that. Those are yeah. Just getting out there outside of the comfort zone is probably something that I think most people struggle with when they're 20 yes. years old. Yes. <laughs> There's oh too God. much inner like headspace angst you know, stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Another fun one for you. So we've all heard of the six degrees of separation. Who would be the mm-hmm. one person that you'd love to connect with? And do you think you could do it within the six degree? Really? Goodness. One person I'd love to connect with. Um, I don't, I literally don't know. I don't know that I have like that, that answer. My God, it's a really good one. Um, there's so many, you know, business leaders that are really cool. Um, 
Goodness. I, I'm like going to need a moment to think about it. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. There's a lot of amazing people out there. I agree. Yeah. And just like really kind of think I'm, I'm kind of one of those people where I don't like have like, um, you know, I don't really like look up to in, in to, to certain people. Um, but I do, um, you know, kind of like say, Hey, this person is a really cool leader or whatever. I mean, I've always liked a lot. I've kind of liked the way that Rachel Hollis has navigated a lot of stuff. She's definitely gotten herself in some sticky situations over the years, but she's somebody that I, I like the, what she's done with her personal brand. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's very much, um, you know, evolved. Um, you know, Neil Patel is another marketer that he's like, uh, done great things. So, I definitely think I could probably connect with those people through six degrees because I'm in, in that kind of marketing and influencer space. Um, But those are people that I think learning kind of more of their story would be really cool. Love it. I think those are some great people. (laughs) Thank you for giving me some time. I'm like, let me think about this. (laughs) (laughs) So how would you start that journey to connect with Rachel or Neil? I mean, again, you would just figure out whether you have um, connections um, on social media that may be able mm-hmm. to connect you. But sure. a lot of times, a really very you know good heartfelt um, DM that's true on Instagram or on LinkedIn. You know, I can't tell you how many times I get just these just gross DMs. Not like you know but just, they don't, it's just a blanket email you know, thing that they send to everybody else. They've yep. done no research on who I am and what they, they're literally like, they'll come and be like, you should use my personal branding services. I'm like, really? Did you yep. even do your homework? Yep. So do, <laughs> do your homework again. Like we said with, you know, like I said, with the networking thing, do your homework and know who you're talking to, because there's nothing there's nothing, you know, you are going to turn this person off by, um, not knowing who they are and not knowing, um, really basic information. But when you do, they'll be like, wow, awesome. You know what? Sure. I'll be on your podcast. Sure. Um, whatever it is, like, they'll be more than happy to, um, connect with you. But I think that that, that is a really big thing because a lot of people get that wrong because they just don't put in that extra bit of work. I agree hundred percent. And and it, you have to stand out to get the attention of someone and just yes. doing the copy paste is yeah. not a differentiator at all. No, no. I mean, we, you know, with our, um, one of the things that we do is that we, you know, we do actively go and, and try to get people on podcasts and get press opportunities and things like that. And if we aren't connected with them, um, initially we, you have to do that. You have to do the homework and say, Hey, this is why I'm contacting you. Um, and you have to have a really good, good story. You have to know your, your reason why and who they are and why it's a good fit. hundred percent. All right. I'm going to give you an opportunity to interview me now. What's something you'd like to ask me? Well, I would let, I mean, what's your, your like biggest networking tip? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, since I, I think you're episode number 330, so I've interviewed a lot of people on this topic and I've identified mm-hmm. a couple of trends. Mm-hmm. Um, first and foremost, uh, be authentic, be your, be yes. true to you. You mm-hmm. know, people can smell fake. And, um, you ultimately want to attract people that you're going to be able to connect with. So why not just be you? 
Mm-hmm. Um, second would be to give first. And, and I know you spoke a little bit about that, you know, you know, it, it's, it's giving a compliment or, mm-hmm. or, um, giving a resource or advice or something, but don't go for the sale right away because you're not going to, you're not going to win anybody over. And then the third thing I would say is follow through. So if you're in a conversation with someone and you say, Oh, I've got a good book that you can borrow, or I'm going to make this introduction to you or, you know, whatever it is that you told someone you're going to do, you have to do it. If you don't follow through on what it is that you're providing as in an initial conversation, you're going to lose all credibility with that individual right away, which ultimately loses any sort of trust. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, those are the three things that I think are vital to any successful relationship when it comes to networking. Yeah, I know. I love the, the follow through because I mean, <clears throat> I can't tell you how many people just don't follow through. I think that's one of the things that people are usually shocked um, by me about. They're like, oh my God, you really did what you said you were going to do. Yeah. <laughs> they're like they're, they're, they, they expect you, people to, I mean, I live in Los Angeles. It's like the, the you know, center, center of, you know, fake platitudes and, oh, you know, oh yeah. My mom and I used to have this thing where we'd go like, mwah, mwah, we must do lunch. Like, it's just like this fake thing. Like, I'm never going to do lunch with you, but you know, I saw you and I'm just going to, you know, make some fake platitudes and move on. Right. Cause you, you're, it feels good in the moment, but that's not who I am. And I'm always, you know, very real and authentic. And if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. So I have to, I do have to watch that. I don't overcommit because sometimes I can stress myself out by thinking, why did yeah. I say I would do that? <laughs> I, I, I agree with that. However, that's where you can be true and authentic and go to that individual and say, you know what, at the time I was excited, but I realized they overcommitted and I can't fulfill the need that I promised. And that's just being true as opposed to the other, the latter, which is just not doing it and and totally blowing them off. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Sometimes I, I literally will just end up doing it, but then it's just, I, the anxiety around, um, having to do so many things that stresses me out because I don't want to let somebody down. But then I get into this point where I just like, I won't commit to anything (laughs) because I hate that, um, kind of stress that goes along with it sometimes. But I like the fact that you, I like that just be saying, Hey, you know what? I overcommitted myself. Um, maybe give them a different, instead of saying with it, give it to you within a week. Hey, how about if I give it to you next month? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, have, I have two things I want to share on that. First, um, when it, someone shared with me once that unless it's a hell yeah, I want to do that, the answer should be no. Because oh, I'm, I'm in that spot too, where I just want to help everyone I to know, help them. Yeah. But I need to think about me too. Like if I'm going to be like, hell yeah, I want to do that, then I'm on board. But yeah. otherwise, you know, then you don't even, you don't even get personal joy out of doing it. Yeah. It becomes a stress. <laughs> And I forgot what the other one was, (laughs) (laughs) but I I do like the hell yes one. That one's, that's a really good one. Um, that's one I, I, you know, I need to, to do that more because I I just jump in sometimes and I'm like, Oh no, what did I do? (laughs) So, you know, instead of kind of like sitting and thinking and contemplating about it, I'm like, I really like this person. Let's do it. Yeah. I know. I know what the other one was. Now it came to me is that at the end of the day, I've heard this statement and it actually drives me nuts. It's like, if you want something done, find a busy person to do it because there's so much like activity going on that people purposely look for those that actually are getting stuff done 
which mm. means they're busy. So I don't, I don't like that statement, but I know I've heard yeah. a number of people. How would like, you find oh. a busy person? Like, what do you mean? Like, like they have a lot of well, like social you, activity obviously or? you, yeah. we like we're doing, we're committing to doing okay. everything, but we get stuff done. Yeah. So people know that we can actually get stuff done. Right. As opposed right. to someone that's sitting on their couch all day long. So yeah. Anyways, same. I don't know. Those two things just popped in my head. <laughs> no, I like those. Those are good. I literally was like taking notes on some of the stuff that you, that you were saying. So I always think it's good. Um, get, you know, you, learning from, from others. That's another great thing about networking totally. is, is just getting people's take on something. Um, yeah. Even if it's virtual. Uh, I, I belong to a women's group and we have like quote unquote pods and we'll, we'll get on with like 20 women and, and um, everyone will present about their business. And then at the end, people will like ask questions. Like, is there anything going on in your world that you um, want advice on? And I asked advice on hiring because I was having a dif- difficulty hiring somebody that um, really had some of the skills that I, I, I needed. And they gave me such great advice and again, it's that same thing of just asking for help. You, you would just be really amazed by um, asking for help from your network. I mean, I, I asked hiring advice um, last year from a lot of my, my personal friends that I know are, you know, VPs and things like that at, at corporations. And I'm like, how do I do this? As an entrepreneur, I'm in a different, a different world than I've been before. And, and I'm trying to scale my business and it's looking, it's looking and feeling different, but I don't really know how to navigate this new thing. And so many times just asking for help, you get such amazing, an amazing different look at things, different take mm-hmm. on things. Yep. Yeah. Perspective. So I love mm-hmm. masterminds. I'm, I yeah. am a mastermind junkie. I would say yeah. <laughs> yeah. that group think the different perspectives, the different mm-hmm. life experiences that people are bringing to the table that you just have like so many aha moments. Yeah. And um, yeah, that it, that's, and it's all relationship. I mean, people don't open up in masterminds unless you've established some sort of trust and that's all right. and it goes back to building that relationship. So relationships are kinda, so important getting to the end here. So, um, any final word or advice you'd like to offer our listeners with regards to growing and supporting your network? Uh, you know, and it kind of goes back to even your personal brand. There are so many people like we, like you mentioned that, that won't kind of put themselves out there. Right. Um, they won't commit to networking with people. They won't commit to doing their personal brand that when you actively do it and you commit to it and you do it and you show up, you're really going to be in a, in a, a smaller group of people. Um, and I, and I think that's just one of the most important things to think about. There's so many people that won't have the follow through that won't commit to going all the way with what, whatever it is, whether it's again, building that personal brand, um, networking and, and committing to so many networking events or, you know, opportunities, things like that, just commit and do it. Um, and it, you don't have to bite off the biggest chunk, right? You don't have to say, okay, I'm going to do 80 events this month. Like, well, that's, that's, you would, yeah, spontaneously combust. Let's like bring it back to reality. Maybe you say, Hey, I'm going to do eight networking events a a year. I'm going to find ones that are really great. And I'm going to commit to that, but commit to it. Um, so many people don't, and that's, what's going to differentiate you from somebody else is that follow through and that commitment. And, and that's a lot what you said earlier too, um, talking about networking and, and just 
being true and following through. It really will benefit you in so many ways. Um, so many people will quit. hundred percent. I love all of that and everything that you said. I think it's fantastic. So Claire, if anyone was interested in getting in contact with you, what is the best way that they can reach you? Um, my website really is, uh, my home on the web. So Claire Bon, C-L-A-I-R-E-B-A-H-N.com. That's where all of my social media, um, links are. You'll find videos that I've done, um, blogs and things like that, that will hopefully help you. I also have a free masterclass on personal branding, um, to again, really give you the tips. It kind of goes deeper into what I already said, like how to find, um, the type of things that you should be sharing that, uh, you know, expert, your expertise in and things like that. So how to find what people are actively looking for and searching for, for your, um, your area of expertise. So I dig into that. So um, basically it's, it's just a wealth of uh, knowledge and information to help people navigate the world of personal branding. Love it. And we will include all that information in our show notes. Thank you so much, Claire, for being on the show today. Yeah. Thank you so much, Lori. Great being here. Great conversation. Absolutely. All right. This wraps up our episode of Social Capital. A huge thank you to Claire for taking the time to connect with us. And as mentioned before, connect with me on LinkedIn, connect with Claire on LinkedIn. And I definitely want to look forward to hearing from you. And I hope to hear um, and see you uh, in our next conversation. All right. Have an awesome day, Social Capital listeners. That's all for this episode of the Social Capital Podcast. Visit socialcapitalpodcast.com for show notes, more episodes, and to see who will be on the show next. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next episode.